Hello friends, welcome back. So I have another episode for you this evening with the ever-wonderful Rasheen McCardle. So sit back, get a nice cup of tea and enjoy. The wonderful Rasheen McCardle all the way from Tower Loud. Rasheen, how are we? I am good, I'm good, just getting by, just taking every day as it comes. Literally, literally, exactly. So baby Rasheen came into the world on Valentine's Day in the year 2000. Yes. Um, baby How did your parents Rashi feel about in. that? That was probably the nicest Valentine's present they could have been given. I often, <laughs> I often joke with them that uh, I disturbed their Valentine's Day, but I don't even know if I was expected for Valentine's Day because I think I was born a bit before I was expected. So, yeah. but it was. Snowing. I always remember that fact that my mom always said it was snowing, so she didn't mind because she felt really cozy inside. It was snowing. So, That's um, adorable. It was snowing. I know, I know, very, very cute. But um, yeah, so um, I like having a Valentine's Day birthday. It can sometimes be a funny crossover with whoever I'm going out with. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, but it's nice as well because if you're not going out with someone, you still have a reason to celebrate. And I always still... said, yeah. I, I always get cards on Valentine's Day, which is really nice. That's that's a very good point. Your picture looks like a like, professional photography took it for like baby models. Like it's idyllic with all the flowers and like you're holding things and your hair. It's adorable. I'll have this at the front, like your front cover. So um, I, um that my dad with photos has been the like I don't think anyone does photos the way my, my parents do them. Every photo we've ever taken on any camera is now on Dropbox, like the server, so we can go yeah, back to any of our old family photos, like at the instant, and we've always taken photos, it's always been something my family do all the time. So that photo was uh when we were building my house that I currently live in uh because my parents owned a pub so we had to move away from there eventually and when we were moving into this house that was taken on the side of the house when it was still just like a field so my parents did a wee photo shoot with all of us running through the fields like we were proper like green or something I think I'm three that was taken in 2003 we moved into the house in 2004 so we're in the house long time now yeah no so I was three with my afro curly hair yeah you're blonde like you're properly blonde I don't know how I ended up with brunette because I was blonde <laughs> as a child and so were most of my siblings so, so there's five of you there is you come second I come second so there's my older brother Michael and then I have twins in my family although they act like chocolate cheese and um, they're Katie and Patrick and they just turned 18 and then Cormac is the baby and he is 14 and then my two parents so there's a lot of us in the house for quarantine yeah busy house for quarantine which is kind of nice in a way but it must also be like kind of, want to it can sometimes get a bit much when you want to be on your own but also like I look at people who are only children or whatever and I'm like I could not do that my siblings provide so much entertainment so yeah. and I, the good thing is our house is big enough that we can all get away from each other when we want to so that's the main thing as long as you have like your time to yourself as well that yeah, is exactly exactly so what type of child were you were you like a crazy child were you quiet were you kind of like helping your mom all the time I think I think I was a theatre kid child because <laughs> my parents owned a pub and basically all I ever wanted to do was come out and sing for everyone that was in the pub and they owned it from when I was one to when I was three and uh, they used to bring me out every night to entertain all the oh the pub and sing you are my sunshine so um I was I think I was quite like I was loud enough in the fact that I love to dance I love to sing I love to like go around like telling everyone that I love that but then as a child like I, I had an older brother and he was very very funny so I think as I kind of grew up I became one of maybe the more quieter like of the siblings because mm. Mike and Katie would be very loud and then me and Patrick would be kind of quiet and we're still kind of trying to figure out where Cormac lies and that whole thing but uh, <laughs> as a 
child yeah I I love to I love both my parents I help them both out equally but I think I was quite um I was quite a daddy's girl I think you can tell yeah yeah you and your dad get on great it's lovely yeah but uh yeah no so I think I think my love for kind of dancing and singing was most of my childhood because I think that made me appear very loud that's very you know like uh, that's definitely a perception like of like theater kids if like yeah. you are, if you do do drama you do think you're generally like loud and boisterous but that's not always the case like I think it depends yeah. on the situation it, I think stage confidence and personal confidence are two very different things and I'm lucky in the way that I have both but they can be different like when I'm on a stage it doesn't matter when I'm on the stage because you're you're being someone else you know so you just dance you sing you act and it's like great and you're so confident and then when you come off it's it's a different type of confidence altogether to be able to talk to the people you just perform to do you know what yeah, I mean like, absolutely no like, and you can even see that in actors and so like would you have had like your dad performs as well so he would have been a big influence what do you think yeah I think like dad liked to do local pantos like dad was always a really big public speaker and he always emceed for a lot of events he did football commentary he did the local pantos with me like he was always on stage but I think equally such my mom was an influence because my mom was very um like caring and people focused and I think that's one of my main traits now is that like I'm not even afraid to say like that's my biggest trait is I'm a carer like I love to care for people and and look after them and make sure everyone's okay for myself which is sometimes detrimental but you know um, (laughs) but um, yeah I think as far as the like public speaking and confidence side goes I think I would have got most of that from my dad because he is a great speaker he knows how to entertain a crowd and so I think when I started doing pantos with him is when I kind of got all my stage confidence so people say we're one and the same but I can see bits of both of them in me yeah it's nice to get like you get the good sides of both of them which is always a good yeah (laughs) exactly always the best thing one of my favorite houses to visit is the McArdle house so I can fully stand by all of this we're a bit um we're a bit mad and we always say that but it is nice like there is seven of us and it is a lot and it is crazy but we're all kind of unique in the way and we all kind of bring something to the house that no one else can so I I I wouldn't change it like it is fun and we've always welcomed other people into the house like there's rare apart from quarantine obviously it's rare that there's only seven of us in the house there's usually extras so friends and family and that kind of thing so that's really important to have that warm house yeah. and have a busy house and can't wait to have busy oh, houses again <laughs> so we're gonna go on and we're gonna do your second page so we're gonna talk about music so obviously like dancing and performing have always been a big part of your life but what would be your earliest memory of music um my earliest memory of music I always was into them like shows like that had like performers in them so like hi-fi I remember seeing performers and I was like that's it like and then also I was an Irish dancer when I was younger so I suppose that as well but mostly a lot of the like stuff I would engage with was always music and a lot of like my toys as a kid were like pianos or play keyboards or like that kind of thing so I think I just loved the element of like performing and stuff like that I used to always get my parents to watch me like perform some (laughs) dance or song or something so I think any kind of they used to buy me like one of a few of those little tape recorders like the toy ones that you could play like three songs or something and then so yeah I would have always like music would have been very very centered around all my toys and all my that kind of thing so it was kind of surrounding you as a kid yeah that's always a lovely way to grow surrounding me I loved kids discos as well I loved all that kind of thing Uh, (laughs) yeah anything to do with music was always fun Mm -hmm. for me so absolutely and can you remember your first concert my first concert was Boyzone his last Irish concert might I add um (laughs) also uh I went who was supporting them own quig from the x-factor the blonde one that I really fancy yeah 
And I was more excited to see Unquake than I think I ever have been for anything in my life. And I have my Unquake t-shirt in my in my closet. But uh, they were my first concert. And I remember them being fantastic because they had the boy band choreography. And I was like, oh my God, these are the most beautiful <laughs> men I've ever seen in my life. Even though they weren't. But I was like... <gasps> and, and, uh, but they were Irish and they could sing and they could yeah, dance. So they were I think I was... What age was I? I think I was eight or something when I went to see them. And I was I like... Was about to say, yeah, because I remember... Owen Quigg was like he was in like the first batch of X Factor yeah. I remember watching yeah he, so he supported them and I think do you know when you're an eight-year-old and you're first realizing that fancying someone is a thing uh, <laughs> I fancied Owen Quigg like that's proper. an interesting first crush I you? just loved the shaggy blonde hair and the fact <laughs> that he probably didn't brush it for six years and I just thought the fact that a boy could sing I was like <gasps> <laughs> exactly that I wonder what he's doing now I, I haven't heard his name you. in about 10 years. I actually wonder. I might look up his Instagram and be like, hey, I was your fan. Yeah, no, because even like most of the X Factor winners or like those type of like people were that didn't really get to. Yeah, a lot after. of people from the X Factor, usually the people that win it don't do as well as the people who come second. Yeah, literally. So aside from like boy bands, would you have had any particular obsessions or phases? Did you go through any of them? Yes yes and yes Miley Cyrus Hannah Montana was my first phase and I wouldn't even say it's a phase because I would still like fucking love Hannah Montana sorry I can't curse on radio I would still love (laughs) um and I think that was one of my memories when Hannah Montana kind of when I started watching it when I was like seven or eight and she was like this pop star and she was so glitzy and so glamorous and I was never into that but I think a fascination with her was that her lyrics were so simple for kids to understand and I think that's where I started to understand music a bit Um, and I went through I had Hannah Montana t-shirts I had Hannah Montana posters I had Hannah Montana bed sheets I had Hannah Montana everything and then when I was nine, my parents got me tickets to see her in London. Oh but my God. Tickets to see Miley Cyrus, not Hannah Montana. And at the time I didn't understand the difference. Oh. And when we went, it was Miley Cyrus in black leather, everything, doing her thing. But she was fantastic. It was right before her cutting hair stage. So it I was, was about like, to say, yeah, I was like, was it at that phase yeah. or was it like just Miley? She did a few, like she sang The Climb. She sang, like she sang a few of her well-known ones, but it was very much Miley Cyrus, not Hannah Montana. But it was still fascinating for me to see someone that I'd idolized for so long mm-hmm. in like just in concert. Um, but I think that was my first phase, and then what stemmed from that was One Direction was my second one. Loved One Direction. <laughs> um, oh, loved them so much. Went to see them three times. Uh, I kind of I not so much now. I still do love them. I feel like um, I feel like some of their music, like Zayn Malik's music, wouldn't be my thing now. But mm-hmm. every all the rest of them have done really well and. Yeah, so One Direction and then Ed Sheeran. So they were my three phases. I remember them distinctly. Hannah Montana, One Direction and then Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran still hasn't left me. I still think he's one of the greatest artists. And I think no matter if you like him or don't like him, you can appreciate. Very, very true. Very, very true. You can appreciate what he's achieved. Um, Yeah, yeah, no, that's a very like noughties um, phases. Like they're three three kind of assumed, but they're great ones. Like they're kind of exactly what you remember yeah so i'm gonna kind of go to quick fire questions kind of just top of your head don't think about them too much but um just in general like if this was your scrapbook these are the elements of music that you would talk about so the song um ed sheeran dive oh lovely yeah yeah there's something about i remember the first time i heard that song i was like 
And you know when this is just a song that kind of describes you, I was like, I mean, <laughs> again, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah. So the artist slash band. Um, Ed Sheeran. Fair enough. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we've just covered we've covered that absolutely. So the album. Album. Um a bit off what I was talking about, but Legally Blonde, it was the first um, album, full album that I, Legally Blonde or Dear Evan Hansen, both kind of on the same, it, Legally Blonde was the first full album after seeing the musical that I listened to. And I loved the narrative that goes through it. I loved how funny it was. I loved how female empowering the musical was. And I loved the character development and that. So I think the songs really complemented the musical. Same with Dear Evan Hansen, I couldn't skip a song on that album and I think those were my first two musicals I was really seriously into so I think yeah definitely Legally Blonde and Legally Blonde is always one I will stand by like absolutely on par with the movie like I enhances the movie if not like people think you're joking but you're not it's no, so it's, so good it's incredible and I think the songs really hit the nail on the head with how funny the movie is but also how like like some of them songs like Legally Blonde, the first the first Legally Blonde, the song, and yeah. um, that hits her and it kind of hits her in her insecurities and stuff and you don't see that side of her in the movie. And then especially what the other one, Chip on My Shoulder, was like, yeah. how did they come up with a song that perfectly described how a guy was going through stuff for his family and then that she... And still kinda, so funny. And still so funny is what I got. Like the, it, it wasn't a sad album to listen to. And I found the same with Dear Evan Hansen. It the perfect amount of um, like impairment about mental health, but also like hilariously funny. Like Sincerely Me was like life-changing. So, and the lyrics are yeah. phenomenal. Like they're Incredible. all, yeah. Absolutely. They're two excellent ones. And I was wondering if you were going to talk about musicals together. Yeah, putting the two together, two very different tastes in my life. Absolutely. So the lyric. Um, oh, the lyric. Um, okay, a song I always listen to for the lyrics that is really like personal to me would be All I Want by Codeline. And mm. um, I think quite a sad meaning why it's personal to me is that I sang at my granddad's funeral and then oh. I changed the lyrics so it would be about losing someone uh, that was in your family rather than losing someone you were in a relationship with and I think the lyrics that I kind of I changed just bits and pieces of it to kind of suit my situation but it's strange that it has a sad memory but it's always a happy song to me yeah it's one of those bittersweet so like um if you love me why did you leave me that kind of thing so it, I think those lyrics kind of resonate with me a lot and no matter when I listen to that song like it'll always be um that kind of meaning but also like happy like it doesn't like those memories don't always have to be sad they're like it was really nice to think back and think I could do that for him in that kind of sense so yeah the lyrics to that song and I'm sure he loved it as well yeah I hope Absolutely. he did so that is our music page done so we are going on to tvs movies and books not tvs tv series tv <laughs> series movies and books so I always start this part by asking what ranking would you put the three in so in order of your interest and your preference which would you like what order would you put three in I think I right now in my life just because college has taken over my ability to read it probably when I probably growing up it would have been movies books tv mm-hmm. but uh now just with quarantine and stuff I'd say it's uh movies tv books I find that college kind of when you're reading for college you don't get to read a lot for leisure and I really hope that's something I get back into because I loved books I used to go on holidays and go through five books mm-hmm. just 
because I couldn't be able to stop reading. And were there any I, particular series of books that you were interested in? As a I loved when my mom used to read to me the magical faraway tree, like those kind of like Enid mm. Blyton ones. Enid Blyton, yeah. Yeah, I used to like, or the Famous Five or the Secret Seven, like those kind of series of books were always like, I remember as a kid, we used to get read like three chapters at night. Um, and that would like, I'd literally, I'd literally like fully dream about the magical fairway tree. And I used to, all I wanted when I was about seven was to go to Mallory Towers. All I wanted. <laughs> Me. <laughs> um, the, the naughtiest girl in school. I remember yeah, that one. Um, it was great. You know, like all them classic books. And I'm really glad I got to read them all as a kid because those stories are phenomenal. Um, and then I suppose more growing up, I kind of got into the commercial kind of books. Uh, I love the teenagery books like Zoella's Girl Online. No matter what you think of Zoella, that was a fantastic book. Um, another one. I can't think of them. They're all like very, very kind of that genre, like teenagery books. But yeah, actually, no, I get what you mean. And what about TV? Was there any particular TV series that stood out to you as a kid? Um, as a kid, High Five or what's was the other one? The Fun Song Factory. The Fun Song Factory was another one. Um, any of those that involved like people entertaining you, like as you were with an audience, just because I loved live like entertainment, that kind of thing. Um, loved a bit of uh, Max and Ruby as well. Um, I don't remember these. Max and Ruby, what was that on? Max and Ruby, the rabbit. The rabbits. Do you, Clara? Oh no. What channel was it on? Nick Jr. Oh, I didn't have that. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, I was an RTE yeah. kid. Max and Ruby was uh, just two bunny rabbits that just potted around. Went okay. to base in life. It was just very, it was just very interesting. <laughs> yeah, those were kind I of a Excellent television. Oh, top quality. Mm-hmm television i'm not even kidding and the still puppets, now i'd be like the oh. songs the skits the like the, learning part of it it was the themed episodes the easter episode the christmas episode like it was the one show Quality. you know when like you're babysitting like younger kids i would watch five high five no problem absolutely no yeah. problem at all we could watch it's that all true. day other ones yeah. i'd have to like kind of take in blocks but high yeah five high five we could watch all day so fun song factory was more or less the same as high five a few more kind of like it was kind of based on more skits than like performances but i just thought high five was like the songs like oh yeah. i wanted to be a person i wanted to be mm-hmm. one of the five it would be such a great job being like oh, a kids tv awesome. presenter like a high five kids tv presenter i couldn't imagine oh, so good. <laughs> so what would have been like a character that you aspired to be as a child in like a book tv series or a movie i well obviously hannah montana was a big Mm. series that i grew up with and i found that hannah montana i found that disney channel although they sometimes get stated they did slip in a lot of life lessons there like within the shows and you know about like friends and that kind of thing and i think um, I think definitely like I loved the way they presented Hannah Montana as a girl growing up in school and like like figuring out her friends and figuring out what she wants to be and not be famous mm-hmm. and stuff so I, I, I really yeah I definitely think Hannah Montana was a standout character I'm trying to think was there any other particular character um I, I can't think of any other characters. There's a few Hannah shows. Hannah Montana that, is a great one. Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana like, I would have to be. I, that was just definitely the most influential character anyway. Um, so we're going to go back to kind of like the uh, shorter questions that kind of okay. just Perfect. first thing comes to your head. So uh, the movie. The movie, The Blind Side. 
that's a yeah, yeah. Um, yeah yeah though that was the I've never seen a movie that has struck me more than that maybe the Shawshank Redemption is a close second but as of now definitely the blind side blind side is a fantastic one it's one yeah. definitely to recommend during quarantine yeah definitely gives you a lot of hope uh oh. the scene scene it doesn't have to be a particularly monumental one just one like a funny one like anything really that like the first scene that you're often reminded of oh glee glee had a lot of there's a scene oh yeah definitely one of the most powerful scenes in glee was i think after cory monty it's cory monty it's death they did a nationals episode dedicated to finn and at nationals they sang all his favorite songs and i thought one of the things they did they sang still haven't found what i'm looking for and then at the end sam who was finn's best friend uh, held up the red drumsticks and like they were all dancing and sam held the red drumsticks in his fists and i never like i've never seen something as well handled as that like holding up the red because it was such a simple way of like like I ne- I can't watch that scene without being brought to like shivers do you know like it was such a literally I was about to say I have goosebumps thinking about that episode it yeah. was amazing yeah. it, and it was so simple they said nothing else they just sang his favourite songs and there was a scene where his mother in the show was just saying oh my god they're singing all his favourite songs and then the only other thing they did was just at the end everyone else put their fists up and he just held red drumsticks because Finn played the drums Mm-hmm. do you know so that's like yeah. it was it was just a crazy simple way of like doing things I'll never forget that scene like that was probably yeah, yeah exactly so yeah. the line the line um let me see um again glee being part of something special makes you special I think that's a really really nice one um, amazing yeah no actually it's a gorgeous um, thing it kind of describes college I think like our college experience it's it describes my college experience for me is that like yes yeah, societies and stuff have been a great part of my life and everyone I've met at college but being a part of the, the group of people rather than the actual club itself like being a part of those people makes you special I think was mm-hmm. like yeah definitely definitely a hitter absolutely absolutely so the fictional land you'd want to live in fictional land so it like can be the set of a tv series um the place of movie is like the time frame the characters you're just plopped in the middle where do you want to go well, I, I love that la la land era oh yeah you know, like the colorful dresses and and i've always had a fascination with hollywood and i traveled america last summer but i didn't go west coast and it was like i really wish hopefully like when this is all over I'll be able to do it sometime but I have a fascination with like LA Hollywood that kind of thing and I think just in that particular like because I think La La Land did it really well and that it wasn't an old era but they really tied in some vintage twists there and I thought yeah the aesthetic of the whole film is gorgeous and like it's timeless as well like there's no particular time here so I think I would love to kind of maybe experience that but in that color scheme in that like vibrance of (laughs) La La Land yeah absolutely definitely <laughs> the tv series slash movie you wish you were in let me see would have loved to have been in glee uh because of all the performing uh i used to do uh and i would have loved to play rachel because i feel like i related to her most of being that loud one and being that overconfident one that wanted everything but also like having those little things that like obviously your insecurities as every girl has and stuff um definitely that or um oh weird one i would love to travel to space so the martian thought that was a good movie Ooh, martian's a great it? movie that's very uh, good yeah and like grow the plants it and was stuff. really cool 
the way he lived on Mars for a lot longer than anyone said you could live on Mars and I would have loved to just been a fly on the wall there just like looking at him <laughs> absolutely yeah, yeah no there and like go. I just loved like, the way how his life in Mars was so normal like it was so every day yeah <laughs> while yeah. just being on Mars yeah. no it's a great great movie so absolutely okay so uh, a character you would get rid of like a character you absolutely detested in anything that you just, whenever they came on screen or wherever they came up in a book, you were just like, no, get away. Oh my God, that's so tough because I feel like any character has a purpose. That's true. Um, this can just be personal preference, like no change to the plot or anything, just yeah. a character you didn't like. Tina Cohen Chang in Glee. Really? I just, anytime she <laughs> I felt like all the storylines were very, I felt like the stuttering storyline was very like like yeah people would fake a stutter but she like I thought the way and the way they joked about the way she was Asian like yeah gas but like it was funny for one episode do you know what I mean every time I they did it, it me, yeah. I was like grand got old after get it. It. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah no that's an interesting one I would never yeah. have even thought of her but yeah no you are right absolutely yeah. so last question a character you would marry if they were real <laughs> Derek Shepard from Grey's I haven't seen it. I, I absolutely forgot about Grey's through all the rest of these questions because Grey's was probably one of the shows that have kind of a landmark show for me, like one of the best shows I've seen. And actually, I should have said my line from Grey's because there's so many good ones. But um, yeah, Derek Shepard was a surgeon, um, a brain surgeon, and he just had a lot of qualities to desire. I just thought he was such a good character, such a good man. Um, and... I will never forgive Shonda Rhimes for killing her. Spoiler. Ooh. Oh, we'll we'll put spoilers. <laughs> I've never seen it, so it makes no difference to me. Is that uh, Patrick? What's his name? Patrick Dempsey, I think. Patrick Dempsey, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess so. That. Yeah, definitely. Of all the questions, I probably could have answered Grace for every single question here. I just forgot. <laughs> well, I'm glad yeah, you definitely. forgot it because it meant we got some variety. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely so now we're on to the final round we're going to go to quick fire so okay. it's not necessarily like it's kind of quick questions basically like we're going to try to get through them all and just kind of top of your head type thing okay okay so, star sign aquarius your spirit animal dolphin Ooh, nice one uh favorite color blue but like the aqua blue like the yeah. the greeny blue nice. Like the kind of mermaid Yeah, like a turquoise, but not like full turquoise, like that kind of thing. Your comfort food? Um, pizza. Any particular type? Um, I'm very plain with pizza, so like definitely like pepperoni or like, but like a good pizza, like a, a fired pizza from London in DC. We <laughs> miss it. Uh, your go-to fun fact? A go-to fun fact is that peanuts are one of the ingredients in dynamite. The explosive. What? Yeah, I remember. I don't know why that is the only fact I can remember right now. But That's that, a good one, yeah, though. I never that, knew that. It's always stuck in my head because I'm like, I just think it's mad that you can make explosives out of things you have in your kitchen. And that's not a weird thing to say. I just find it fascinating. That's crazy. I never <laughs> yeah, knew that there you go. <laughs> That's mad. Um, your teddy bear's name? My teddy bear's name. So I have a teddy bear that's bigger than me and uh, its name is Biscuit. Biscuit. Nice. Uh, home away from home. DCU. Nice. And um and in uh, London. Yeah, where you're going. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Uh, the last person you rang. Uh, 
last person I rang was Sean Coffey. Of course. <laughs> uh, favourite piece of clothing you own? Favourite piece of clothing I own. I love a lot of my society jumpers. I take a lot of pride in those. Um, at the minute, I love my um, my Badgers jersey from America. It's like one I got in Victoria's Secret, but it's like a college varsity jersey. It's really nice. Gorgeous. And what's a piece of clothing you'd like to own? That I'd like to own. I'd love to be able to pull off like do you know like those shorts and blazers like those sets like yeah. do you know Darren Gallagher wears them yes. I'd love to yeah, be able yeah, to pull yeah. them off and I'd love to own one of those so I might buy one and see can I pull it off yeah, you absolutely can you absolutely can yeah there you go do it that's the first thing you're going to wear after quarantine you've said it <laughs> so it has to happen I'll try <laughs> uh, so something you think is underrated something I think is underrated is a phone call I really think maybe it's just because I'm not a texter but I really love when friends or people I haven't spoken to in a while just ring me just to check and just or not even to check but just have a chat I feel like a phone call goes a long way and I'm all like I think people should look after themselves and then look after other people but if you have the time at all ring someone anyone and ringing is a lot more sincere than texting in my opinion I'm I'm much more of a caller than a texter so um yeah a phone call Mm -hmm. that's really nice one especially yeah yeah anything something you think is overrated Something I think is overrated. Um, clubs. I think maybe just for me, I think um, the nightclubs, maybe George is, the, the George is an exception because I've always had fun in there. But I feel like I have a lot more fun at like a party or like a friend's house or if you were drinking or if you're not drinking or at an event that's kind of like like a pub setting like do you know that kind of thing where you that's can chat true. I feel like I feel like clubs are sometimes very overrated because you go in and it's very cramped and you can't get anything at the bar because it's so <laughs> packed and I feel like sometimes people love the idea of going to clubs and stuff but I feel like people enjoy more when they can I think it has something to do with the fact that I, I'm not a big drinker and I wasn't a big drinker that I just maybe don't enjoy that environment but I do think they're a little bit overrated for like what I completely get you that's to totally be. fair um yeah, yeah. Look, often like often having a chat with someone or like just yeah. like pre-drinks or anything yeah. is a lot more fun yeah. than the actual night you, itself. You often, you'll remember a lot more of what happens at like prints or afters or yeah. in the pub or you know a lot more than you'll remember in the club but oh, maybe you know, that I, totally, think, I, think, I think that is a very very personal preference absolutely but I think if more yeah. I think if more people heard it it will be a more common thing than you think I, something you wish you were good at Something I wish I was good at. I wish I had a better voice and um, lovely voice for singing because I love performing and stuff, but I feel like and I can be I can be self-deprecating and people can argue this, but, but I feel like I'm in the middle of all my talents. Like I'm a mediocre dancer, I'm a mediocre actress, and I kind of can sing a little bit but can't really sing. <laughs> so I'd love to like I'd love to just have a belting voice because I feel like I love musicals and I love watching them, but I just can't sing any of the songs because they're all belters. So, like, if anyone wants to bring in a main character that's an alto and has a soft voice, then that I welcome that with open arms. Um, but, uh, I don't think that's true. I think you're much more than mediocre, but I understand what you mean. I'd also love a soft alto to be the main person in the musical. It would be a lot easier. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was your latest injury? I broke my nose in America. I was wondering Fun if that's story. the latest one. <laughs> Story time. So um, I was learning how to play baseball because all the American kids have to play, like they play baseball and us as counselors, we needed to kind of know so we could like 
you know facilitate the games and stuff and uh we were learning and we were having a staff match and it was my second day of being in america as a 19 year old on a j1 very nervous very still making friends still kind of just laying low and uh a girl called lara o'sullivan um if she listens to this well done lara um, <laughs> she uh took a bat and i was on first base so i had to catch it and i just put my mitt in front of my face to catch it and i moved it because i blocked my view and it hit me square right in the nose um and i, I dropped photos so well yeah i dropped to the floor and i was like oh my god and then it was like bleeding and i was like oh my god and i just like it was my second day so i was very adamant i was like there's nothing wrong it's not broken it's just bruised i didn't want any fuss yeah. i didn't want the attention i didn't want to go to the doctor in a foreign country i was like nope nothing wrong with it and then a week i was in the middle of my lifeguard training so i had to swim every day and i was wondering why i couldn't so for lifeguard training we had to like dive in very deep and i was wondering why i couldn't breathe through my nose like I don't, you know like underwater yeah. like i couldn't I couldn't breathe and I wasn't doing well at my lifeguard cert and um my eyes swell swelled up and I had like a completely like black face like the like the bruises were all over my eyes and my nose and I remember my lifeguard coach going to me like Roshin go to the hospital it's broken <laughs> it's your face it's clearly broken my nose is all twisted and uh went to the doctor and it was broken in two places <laughs> after a week and he was like why didn't you come sooner I was like because I didn't think it was broken and he was like <laughs> I would have done the exact same in a foreign yeah. country on my yeah. second day I would just yeah. like, no it's fine it's I totally remember my mum being like I'm flying over and I was like mom you're not coming to New York because I broke my nose which is stop <laughs> and uh but uh yeah no so it was fine it healed eventually but it was just kind of hard to make friends when my face looked like it had been dragged through a bush but uh, everyone had a laugh at it <laughs> I had a laugh at it and uh, I'm glad my nose is like not like crooked so yeah absolutely <laughs> no like it's it's a funny story now but it could not have been yeah, that was the, time. the longest of a quick fire question but anyway no but that's story totally time. fine that is totally fine uh what's your death row dinner death row dinner um probably some of my mom's lasagna but it have to be my mom's like it can't mm. be anyone else's um <laughs> lasagna and garlic bread or um yeah like a good pasta like a really tomatoey pasta or like mm. a lasagna or something I think would be would be mine with garlic bread good excellent yeah so what is a smell you'll never forget um my granny's perfume do you know the way everyone has a smell and yeah. um, I remember as soon as you go into her car or go into her house like you'll like get the, the like get straight it's yeah. a lot of perfumes as well because I remember a guy I used to go out with used to wear the specific aftershave called Jupe and now I can sense that from a mile away and it was the only one he wore like he liked this one and I always find I always find the smell quite comforting and I now whenever I go into a shop or anything I know if someone's wearing that because I can smell it from a mile away <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, your nose yeah. senses like comforting smells I think like yeah when you definitely uh, a moment in history you wish you had witnessed um that's a very good question um I've never been too much into history but everyone has those bits that you're like oh I would have loved to like see that and that's they find the wall um I would have loved to have been there on the day Obama got elected. I would have loved to have just been right beside that podium when he made his speech. I feel like that was a big 
thing because he was the like the black president I feel like he was a big influential figure and I really admire the way he ran a country and stuff and whatever your opinions are on current presidents like you always have to admit like he didn't he didn't do the country much harm do you know what I mean so I thought that was was great I was watching uh, Becoming actually that was on they put on Netflix there the Michelle Obama documentary and I went back to very very good very good um but it shows that and like it would have been an amazing thing to witness yeah, I remember being, I know that's the kind of more recent history, but I remember trying to write down his speech from the telly so I could oh. have a first-hand source of it. But obviously he was speaking too fast and mom was like, it will be available online. And I was like, no, I have to write it down. <laughs> that's so cute. But yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah, it's probably online somewhere. But it's yeah. nice to have. Uh, a tattoo idea. Tattoo idea. I've always wanted and enjoyed the journey to be written across my rib cage, really small. Like I'm not into kind of massive tattoos, but little ones that have meaning. Mm. Um, I've always wanted to enjoy the journey to be written on my rib cage because I feel like um yeah, I feel like it's kind of you'd need to be reminded sometimes to enjoy what's going on rather than just what you're getting to. So like if you're Absolutely, preparing yeah. for a show, like the rehearsals are the best part. Like I doubt anyone performing says performing's the best part. You always have something funnier to share from the journey. So yeah. I feel like that can apply to a lot of um a lot of things. Yeah. This will probably come back to um your words to live by. Would they be the same? Yeah, uh similar. Don't get too busy making a living that you forget to make a life. I love that one. Very um, true. I feel like that one stands to stands to probably everyone. Like everyone kind of would need to hear that at some stage. It's a great, yeah, no, it, it, you can, it's easy to get caught up with certain things that you forget to actually live. Yeah, I love something. that. And just the really simple one, hold your loved ones close. I feel like that's important as well to like, unfair, unashamingly, uh, just like telling people you love them all the time. I tell people I love them. I could meet someone a day and I'd be like, I love you. Like it just <laughs> rolls out of me. So I, I give a lot of love and, and I receive it back, which is nice. But yeah, I think hold your loved ones close and don't get, don't get too busy making a living that you forget to make a life. Absolutely. They are excellent words to live by. So Rashi yes. Ricardo, your scaffold is complete. Oh, that was so nice. Thank you so much, Rashi, for an absolutely wonderful episode. And thank you so much for listening. Take care and I'll see you soon. Salon.